Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey everyone. Houston has been getting a lot of national attention for how we've paved the way for helping the unhoused community settle into more permanent housing. But what's the secret to doing this? And did we really solve the puzzle of helping the unhoused get back on their feet? Here to tell us more about it and about a huge new investment that will help even more in the unhoused community is the CEO of the Coalition for the Homeless in Houston, Mike Nichols. It's Thursday, August 31st, 2023. I'm Raheel Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Hey, Michael, welcome in to CityCast Houston. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. It's a hot morning in Houston, and when it's heat, a lot of people want to think about those individuals who are unfortunate to be experiencing homelessness and living on the streets or in temporary shelters where they have to be out during the heat of the day. And it really makes us think about a better way to do things. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where you come in and the Coalition for the Homeless in Houston and Harris County. Tell me, what exactly do y'all do? The Coalition for the Homeless of Houston and Harris County is a nonprofit. And we are the lead agency for the homeless response system. And our main job is twofold, is to build resources, to build capacity to house people experiencing homelessness. And the second thing is to build collaboration between governments, funders, adjacent systems like the justice system or the the foster care system or the educational system, and especially collaboration among the more than 100 nonprofits who are working to make homelessness rare, brief, and non-reoccurring. Wow. Um, And we have a philosophy and an action point and a mission which is to house people experiencing homelessness. Our philosophy is that when you house people in permanent housing, they will almost always, more than 90%, be able to move forward with their lives, be able to overcome uh, substance issues as well as mental health issues, be able to build their income. And when we say house people in permanent housing, It's a term of art that is, if you think about it, it's like a tripod. It's a real unit, not a tiny home, not a temporary shelter, not a transitional facility. It is a real home with normally an apartment with a lock and a key and a air conditioning and heating and a roof and a kitchen and a bedroom and a bathroom. So once someone's uh, over the trauma of homelessness, they can move forward and stay in this place. Uh, Secondly, It is funding for that unit because people coming out of homelessness obviously don't have the funds um, or the resources to uh, have such a lease. And third, it is funding for service providers to provide professional case management to help these individuals move forward in their lives. With that tripod, services, subsidy, and a real unit, our data shows that more than 85% of these individuals, and right now it's running to 90 
stay in that housing, stay out of the homeless response system, and begin to move forward their lives. Rahil, what's so interesting about that is that's not taking the most, the people who are going to be successful. When we house people, we do a vulnerability assessment. And we house people based on their vulnerability, which is most easily described as most likely to die. And even when we house people based on vulnerability, the success rate is tremendous. Wow, that is great. And one of the great things about what's happening with the coalition is that you're part of a bigger project, a collaborative called The Way Home. And recently, The Way Home was gifted $15 million in the endowment fund, 10 of which went to the coalition. Tell me about this endowment and what this money is going to do as we fight the future of homelessness here in the city of Houston. The Way Home was formed. Um, bringing in all these service providers, bringing in uh, philanthropists, bringing in government with this foundation of housing people experiencing homelessness. And the Houston Endowment was right there with us because they understood the importance of system funding. It's individuals want to give, and it's fair, to organizations that give money or services directly to people who are in, in pain or have problems. The Houston Endowment has a bigger vision of saying, how can we use our funding to leverage more funding, especially government funding? And from the very beginning, they begin to work with us to leverage that funding, to build capacity, to build collaboration. And this $15 million grant, uh, 10 of which to us, uh, three to Search, which is one of our great service providers, and um, two to U.S. Vets, which is another terrific service provider for veterans. What that will do is, again, there are 100 organizations, but we will use that that funding to build that capacity for these other 100 agencies. We will use that funding to build the system. We'll still have to raise money to fund our own operations, The other agencies will still need to raise money to fund their operations. However, what this gives us is that foundation on which to grow. Rahil, you may not know that anti-poverty money is very difficult to spend, to use. It's highly audited, and it has some other consequences. And one is often the service provider who's giving the services has to provide the service, then bill back to either the government or the coalition. And then we have to pay them, and then we have to bill the government. Sometimes it takes four, five, six months. And again, this funding will allow us to have the ability to pay those funds and have the uh, cash flow in such a way that we can pay our subrecipients more quickly. Wow. And do the services. It's a, it's a really a win-win situation that has over time been difficult. Again, the, quite, the one thing that Houston's done that we don't think other cities have done is found ways to use private money to leverage public money, to make it more useful, to braid it, because the public money, particularly the federal and state money, is very difficult to use and, and highly regulated and often have to be reimbursed. So this funding is a great thing, but it's, it's on what the, what the endowment has done for the last dozen years to help system thinking. 
That's great. That's great. And that system thinking, how has that worked in lowering the number of unhoused people and change our city? Like, have we done a good job of lowering that rate? Uh, first of all, I want to make it clear. One person experiencing homelessness is too many. So let's just start with that. Yeah. Um, however, since 2012, more than 28,000 individuals have been housed in permanent housing. Um, that's remarkable. Uh, of that, 85% have stayed there more than two years and had successful lives, mm-hmm. uh, um, which is really, again, very remarkable. Tonight, tonight, more than 9,000 people who've had experiencing homelessness will be in permanent housing. That's, again, a real unit with a lock and a key and a lease, um, a subsidy for the rent and services. And it's the, the remarkable number is we have reduced homelessness by 61%. Uh, this year, we were one of the few cities in the country to reduce homelessness as a total. And more importantly, we were actually able to significantly reduce those individuals who are living on the street. Um, one of the things that's happened in Houston is we have a, a HUD-recognized program to uh, decommission encampments. And what we found is that when you see people living in encampments, um, if you offer them housing, not in six weeks or six months, but offer them housing in the next few days, the answer will be yes, yes, yes. Mm. And we have been able to decommission more than uh, 49 encampments. Um, and again, we do the decommissioning, we do the housing, then the city or the county or Texas Department of Transportation will come in and uh, clean up the encampments and and close those encampments. And that has been successful and, again, a national recognized process that people from all over the country have come to see. We had the mayor of Los Angeles and Chicago here two weeks ago. Um, but it's not enough. Let me say it clearly. It is not enough. Yeah. Um, when, when people see folks living on the street, it's painful. In our last point in time count, there were about 3,000 people either living in transitional emergency shelters or on the street. It's too many. It's yeah. too many. Now, we're doing better than other folks, but we are not satisfied. And that's why the intensity stays, the need stays. And even with this great funding, there is need for additional funding. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because we've had guests on before talking about the unhoused community here in the city of Houston, specifically from the group Food Not Bombs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're involved with the unhoused community here in mm-hmm. the city of Houston. And one of them made a claim that, you know, we're not reporting our numbers properly. And it sounds like you're saying like, look, even if there's one person out there, then this isn't good. One, do you agree that the numbers are off? And two, like, we still need to do a better job, right? Number one, we are a data-driven organization. Mm. When we do the point-in-time count, it is done in a, uh, in a very specific way. We have a paid epidemiologist who looks at our system. We do it according to the rules of HUD. It is very, very specific. And success doesn't mean we're happy. I think that's one of the things that uh, some advocates want to say. Well, you're just saying how happy you are. Yeah, we're happy because it's effective. We're happy that it's actually moving people off the streets. Um, and Rahil, the other thing is we have a poverty problem in this country. Yeah. We have a significant poverty problem and evictions are increasing. All of those things exist and they're real. Um, we have a big problem with people coming out of uh, the prison system. The whole community needs to do better. So when I see the folks from Food Not Bombs feeding folks, that's fine. I, you know, that's good. 
Um, but that's not saying that um, our numbers are incorrect. And, and I'll say it again. They're proven by HUD. They're proven, approved by epidemiologists. We have a very robust uh, homeless management information system. Uh, we are a very data-driven organization. That is awesome to hear. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. You know, you mentioned that the mayor of L.A. and Chicago have come here to try to replicate what's happening in Houston and how we're tackling the issue. Why do you think other cities haven't been able to replicate what's happening here? It's difficult. Let me start with collaboration. Um, we are very fortunate that the city of Houston and Harris County, the mayor and the council, the judge and the Harris County Commission are aligned on this issue. Um, that's very important. Um, in Los Angeles, there are uh, more than 80 cities in the county of Los Angeles. It's a big, complex area. We're a big, complex area, but because of the governments and the focus and the alignment, the collaboration, it works. Uh, same thing with the nonprofits. We are aligned on this process. We're aligned and working together. Um, there are a few who are critical, which is fine. Criticism is fine with me because it makes us do better. Um, and I'm willing to take it and willing to improve and willing to change because there's a lot of things we must change. Mm. Now, the third thing is the focus on housing. You know, it's difficult. We do not sp spend much government money on emergency shelters. Uh, we don't spend much emergency money setting up t tent camps. That's not uh, any. That's not what we do. We want every government dollar to go toward housing people because it's work and it's fiscally responsible. Let me add one thing that I think is very important to listeners. It costs about $18,000 a year to house somebody with the subsidy, with the case management, professional case management. Um, that's a lot, but it's not as much as when we put, when we criminalize homelessness and put people in prison that cost thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a year. Oh. And it's clearly a better uh, investment and letting people stay on the street where they use tens of thousands of dollars in emergency health care and police activity. Um, it's clearly the right fiscal decision, besides being the right moral decision. There's lots to criticize about this system, but when you dig into it, the criticism needs to be focused not on the coalition or in the numbers. It needs to be fo focused on failed systems, yeah. justice system. Um, educational system, foster care system, housing system, banking system um, needs to be focused on the intense poverty that's allowed in this country with no safety net. And it needs to be focused on government making funding more easily available, not so highly policed, not so 
difficult to braid, not so short in time. That's where the criticism ought to be alive. That's where I want to criticize. Yeah. And again, people want to criticize the coalition. That's fine. I mean, I'm, I want to learn from what they have to say. That's good to hear. My next question for you is, how many units are available right now, you know, if somebody approached and said, I need help, like, can they immediately get help? How does that work? It's a complicated formula and a complicated braiding. What's happening now is we can house people who are chronically homeless in 30 to 90 days. It's too long. Uh, we're lucky right now we have a, uh, a navigation center that's run by Harmony House that is a place that people can move from encampments in there to there as they wait for their housing. It holds about 80 people. Um, our goal is to be able to house people in 30 days from when they enter into the system. That goal is met for veterans. Because there's adequate funding for veterans, when a veteran presents himself, we can house that person in permanent housing within 30 days. Um, We'd like to do it for everybody, and that is the goal. Um, uh, So right now, it is not immediate. But also, I'll say, and this is what's difficult, the most vulnerable people get housed first. Those who've been on the street the longest, those who are disabled. When people are evicted from their apartments, and they're living in their car, it's awful. It is awful. But it does take them a while to move through this system. Wow. Wow. So if a listener wants to help out somebody right now, what do they do? Do they go to the website? Who do they call? Like, how can we help out the community and at least get them in the system so then they can start getting through the system and processing and get that permanent housing? I think going to the Way Home website is the right way to start. Okay. Um, the other thing is all of our partner agencies do assessments. Uh, the Beacon, which is a wonderful agency uh, downtown where people experiencing homelessness can go in and get food and a bath, and they will be assessed there. Uh, Search is another great organization that has assessment. There are outreach people, more than 80 outreach people among our community that are going out doing assessments. But if you know somebody who's experiencing homeless, go to the Way Home website okay. and ask them, have you been assessed? Let's get you assessed. And that's really the way to start the process. Final thing for you, this is, it sounds like you've had a relationship uh, with the Way Home and the coalition does with the Houston Endowment for a while. But I'm just curious, you know, like, how did you receive the funds? Did you guys just apply for it? Was it because of that relationship? Because that's such an incredible thing that they did. So I'm just curious, like, how did this come about? Uh, that relationship for me goes back um, almost a decade personally. Wow. Uh, the coalition, as I said, has had a relationship with them going back 10 years. And they are, are they're more than just a funder. They are partners. We talk about system funding. We talk about um, how to make this more effective. They are uh, want to make sure we have good governance, that we have a good board, that we're going to use this money wisely. It's part of the long, long relationship, and it's part of their real focus on system giving, again, leveraging government money. Um, Ann Stern, who runs the endowment, wrote an op-ed that said philanthropy can't mask bad government. In that op-ed was philanthropy can push good government. And that's what the endowment does. That's what the coalition does. That's what the way home does. Um, I want to add one other item, which is, yes, what people could do. We have an acronym called um, CARES, which is you can contribute to the coalition or to other nonprofit service agencies. 
You can advocate with government. We have a mayor and council's election. Talk to them about adding spending to this. It is very important that the community really involves themselves in this and also recognize how good we've done, but that we really, really want to make homelessness rare, brief, and non-reoccurring. And then we, our vision is that everyone, everyone has a safe place to call home. And that's possible. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being so open and honest with your answers. We appreciate all the hard work that you and the entire coalition are doing right now to help solve such an important issue in the city of Houston. So thank you again. Thank you for your questions, for your interest, and for the community's interest. That was CEO Mike Nichols of the Coalition for the Homeless in Houston. You can learn more about their work and partners with a link in our show notes. Hey, we're just one day away from Labor Day weekend. And if you're looking for things to do, check out our newsletter, Hey Houston. I've dropped the link in our show notes so you can take full advantage of all the happenings for this long weekend. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening. And I hope you learned something new. Here's a second take with more energy.